Spencer Bradley was asked yesterday about his current thoughts regarding the Gamecocks offense, and his answer should leave South Carolina's 2023 opponents a little bit more worried than they were before. You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast, and you can find my written work over on Gamecocks Digest on SI.com. Thank y'all so much for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your first watch or listen for your team every day. We are free and available both on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. Some of South Carolina's offensive players went and spoke to the media on Tuesday afternoon and fielded a bunch of questions, and one of those players was quarterback Spencer Rattler. And of course, when Spencer Rattler came up to the podium, he was asked about South Carolina's offense. And with what Spencer Rattler said and didn't say about Tal Lockin's offense, South Carolina's 2023 opponents should be a bit more worried about the Gamecocks. So, you may be sitting there wondering, what exactly did Spencer Rattler say about the offense on Tuesday? Well, Spencer Rattler said a lot. Like, more than I can ever recall him saying about this side of the ball. Here is a clip and soundbite of what exactly Spencer Rattler had to say about this offense and where they currently stand in fall camp. This is the best camp I've been a part of. You know, uh, offensively, I, I love everything we're doing. Um, I don't feel any growing pains myself. Um, the group has been gelling, been playing fast. We've been making, we have a ton of explosive plays and touchdowns this camp. I mean, way more than last year, um, for sure. So, um, you know, I feel like it's, a complete turn, but like you said, you know, we got to come out and, and do it and prove it. So we're just going to keep stacking days, uh, keep gelling and keep creating that chemistry. I love everything we're doing. I feel no growing pains. We've been playing fast. I feel like it's a complete turn or turn for the better. What exactly should we make of this slew of comments that Spencer Rattler made all in this one answer that he gave about the Gamecocks offense? Well, the answer to that question is Dow Loggins right now seemingly has pushed the right buttons as far as crafting this offense around Spencer Rattler's strengths. Something that Dow Loggins from day one has said that he was going to do with this offensive scheme heading into this upcoming season. And these comments that Spencer Rattler gave, they match up with the strengths that he has because Spencer Rattler, when he is playing fast on the football field, he becomes more confident, and therefore, he's more efficient in terms of how he plays. And he also just does a much better job when he is allowed to cut loose, when his coaches just essentially say, Spencer, we're going to let you throw the football deep down the field tonight, we're going to put the game basically in your hands. It's what South Carolina did against Tennessee this past season. It's what they did against Clemson this past season. And it was a big reason why this South Carolina football team turned things around after such a disastrous performance against Florida in Week 11 this past fall. And if Spencer Rattler feels this good about this offense just 10-11 days into fall camp with the skill guys he has, 
we could see more performances like he had at the end of the regular season this past year. And that should worry South Carolina's opponents because outside of Georgia's defense, is there any defense where you can sit there and feel like that South Carolina might have a really hard time scoring? I guess some might throw out Missouri, but I think we can all agree South Carolina was clearly not prepared. They were clearly not set up for success in that game. Spencer Rattler talked about after that game how, really truthfully, he and the offense, they didn't know what they were doing out there on the field. That's never a thing that you want to hear your starting quarterback say after a loss like that. Texas A&M, sure, they got a ton of talent up front. They got a ton of experience in the secondary. But DJ Durkin's not exactly the best defensive coordinator out there. Sure, he's above average, but I wouldn't necessarily call Durkin an elite play caller. Kentucky, kind of the same deal. You know that they're going to play sound fundamental football, and they got some solid players at all three levels. But Kentucky's not a defense that necessarily puts fear in you like Georgia does. And then the same deal with Clemson. Again, you know they got some dudes at certain spots, but this Clemson defense right now, it's not the Clemson defense that we saw five, six years ago. This is a defense that can't be exploited. South Carolina did that last fall. Why couldn't they do that again? But going back to Spencer Rattler's Tuesday presser, it wasn't just what Spencer Rattler said about this offense. It was also what he didn't say about that side of the ball that indicates just how excited he is about what Aldal Loggins is doing here. Here is a clip and soundbite to convey to y'all why that is the case um and with this offense we only see clips and whatnot on social media and through practice how would you kind of describe it for maybe the layman if, if someone was just to come up to you and ask what this offense looks like how would you kind of explain it to them uh, that's a good question but you know me i can't answer that man you gotta ask coach beamer or dial that i love it though now i know some people when they hear that clipper soundbite they might say well what exactly do you expect spencer to say there the guy asked him to describe the offense, and he said that he couldn't, or basically he wasn't going to. So why are you bringing this up? Well, the reason why I bring up this portion of Spencer's presser from yesterday is because of the way in which Spencer gave this answer. Spencer was in a joking mood when he responded the way he did to that reporter. He was not brash. He was not passive-aggressive about it. But he responded in a joking manner and then followed it up by saying that he still loves this offense. That tells me that Spencer, he clearly has confidence in what the Gamecocks are doing here. It tells you that he really feels good about what Dow Loggins is cooking up with this playbook. And him not wanting to share even the simplest of details about this offense tells me also that, hey, he might love it to the point where he doesn't want to give any opponents out there a chance to get even an inkling of an idea of what South Carolina might be drawing up in their playbook on the offensive side of the ball for this season. Bottom line, I don't think Spencer Allen responded that way because he was essentially told beforehand to not say anything. I think that Spencer just legitimately in the moment was like, you know what? I love what this offense is doing so much for me right now. I don't want to give anybody the chance to 
again, have an idea of what all we got going on this side of the ball. And I think that that's something that should not go unnoticed from what Spencer Rattler said, or in this case, didn't say at his presser on Tuesday afternoon. So my final point with this entire conversation, based on how open Spencer was regarding this offense and where they currently stand right now, I think this is a great sign regarding where this unit is heading. And in my opinion, again, this should make South Carolina's 2023 opponents a bit more worried because if Spencer Rattler feels good about this offense, that means that Dow Loggins is doing his job the way that he said he was going to. And if that's the case, when you consider all the talent that South Carolina's got the skill positions, again, obviously the offensive line, it's still a question mark. But if they can even have average play from this offensive line and not have it be a disaster this coming fall, South Carolina's offense is going to be scary. It's going to be quite scary. And I feel more confident about that notion now after seeing the way Spencer Rattler conducted himself when talking to the media on Tuesday afternoon. Now, there was another player that spoke to the media on Tuesday afternoon in transfer offensive lineman Nick Gargiulo. And based on the comments of some of his teammates and also what Nick Gargiulo himself said, Gargiulo has become the de facto leader of this offensive line unit. And that is a big deal for that position group. And I'm going to dive into the weeds of why exactly it is such a big deal in just a couple moments right here on Locked On Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by Nutrafil. Now, I want to speak to all my guys out there real quickly. Some of you might already be experiencing hair thinning. And if you are, then you may have lost some confidence. And you also probably want to prevent it from continuing to happen. But maybe you don't know where to start. Well, don't worry, because you can get ahead of hair thinning right now with Nutrafil. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafil is offering our listeners or viewers $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafil.com slash men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafil for healthier hair. Nutrafil.com slash men spelled N-U-T-R-A-F ol.com slash men and enter promo code locked on college that's neutrophil.com slash men promo code locked on college Welcome back to this Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day in just 30 minutes. And as always, thank you once again to all of you every day for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your daily choice for South Carolina Gamecocks sports coverage. On Friday's show, we're going to be sure to touch on some potential breakout candidates for South Carolina's football team this upcoming season. Got a lot of guys to talk about both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Promise you, you're not going to want to miss that show, so be sure to stay locked in right here on the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. When it comes to some of the portal additions that South Carolina accumulated this past offseason, Nick Gargiulo might have been the most important one out of the bunch. And 
I make this statement based on a lot of the comments that were made by a couple of his teammates regarding the role that he has taken in this offensive line unit so far this offseason and going all the way throughout fall camp. For the first comment, I want to talk about what Sidney Fugar said about Nick Gargiulo. Sidney Fugar was also a transfer from this past offseason and happens to play on the offensive line. So he would know better than anybody how Nick Gargiulo has been in that group so far. And here's what he had to say. Quote, Nick Gargiulo is actually the heart and soul of our offensive line when it comes to the nitty gritty, when it comes to leadership, and when it comes to bringing all the guys together. We all count on Nick. Some pretty big words right there from the fellow offensive line teammate of Nick Gargiulo. Now, here's what Spencer Rattler had to say about the Yale transfer. Quote, he was already a proven leader. He's a big guy. He voices his opinion. He works hard. That's all we needed to see to show that he's one of the leaders in that room. And Nick Gargiulo himself also eventually spoke to the media and was asked, how did you transition into that leadership role from when you arrived on campus in January and now going through this offseason all the way into fall camp? And here's what Nick Gargiulo had to say when asked that question. <laughs> uh, I think first and foremost, you got to earn the trust and respect of the guys. And I think um, initially I came in here and I, I just wanted to prove to them um, you know, that I was going to be a contributing member of the, of the room in all facets. I was going to um, abide by the standards um, that we operate in the room and I was going to contribute to the culture that we have. Um, and then, you know, you have a good group of leaders at the top of, um, you know, Vershawn Lee and, and Ja'Kai Moore and, and I know Tyshawn's, you know, coming in pretty soon uh, to talk as well. But when those guys t step up and, and take leadership roles as well, um, it's relatively easy. Now, you've heard a lot of kind remarks made up to this point about Nick Gargiulo, and you just heard Nick Gargiulo himself explain why or how he went about trying to transition into that leadership role throughout this offseason. But you might still be wondering, well, Andrew, why was Nick Gargiulo the most important portal addition of this offseason? Well, the main reason why Gargiulo was the most important portal addition is because he's going to fulfill a leadership and experience void that this offensive line had before he ever arrived here. When it comes to leadership, South Carolina, they lost a lot of veterans from this position group after the 2021 season concluded. That included a vocal leader in center Eric Douglas and a leader by example in right guard Javon Gwen. Now, for Sean Lee, is another guy that's going to be sort of a leader in this group. And I talked to him at USC's Media Day event a couple weeks back. And it was clear to me when speaking to Vershawn that he is making the effort to become more of a leader and be more vocal in that offensive line room. But I could also tell that it's been a massive change for Vershawn Lee. A guy that actually at one point lost his starting job in the 2022 season. Now, I don't know whether that was for maybe an injury reason or if it was because the coaches felt like maybe he just wasn't playing good enough. Either way, Vershawn had a lot going on when it comes to just his own plate at the end of this past season. And now all of a sudden, he's essentially been told, hey, you got to be one of the 
top leaders of this entire position group. A position group where leadership is extremely vital and important, not just for that room, but for the entire offensive side of the ball. Nick Gargiulo coming into this program and now having been here for a whole offseason and going through fall camp, he is going to help make life a little bit easier on Vershawn when it comes to just simply rallying the guys around them. And that is going to allow Vershawn to focus more on adapting to that center position and making sure that he learns the nuances and responsibilities of that spot. Now, I also mentioned that Nick Gargiulo, he is going to help fill an experience void that was left by the exodus that this offensive line group witnessed at the end of this past season. Because South Carolina, through the losses of Eric Douglas, Javon Gwynn, and right tackle Dylan Wonham, lost 124 career starts in that offensive line room. You can also add in another 18 starts if you count the injured Jalen Nichols, who likely is going to miss almost the entire season due to a lower body injury that he suffered, of course, back in the Garden Black Spring game in mid-April. Nick Gargiulo, while he obviously cannot make up for 142 career starts that are being lost from last season, he did start 24 career games at Yale, 14 at left tackle, and 10 at center. So Nick Gargiulo, yes, those games did not take place in the SEC, but he has played at the collegiate level for a very long time, and he has a ton of experience of what it's like being a starter, going out there on the field, and being a center, having to, again, make sure that everybody is in line, that everybody knows what is expected of them and what they are supposed to do. You cannot, again, as I like to say, put a number on that. You cannot quantify that. It is one of those intangible traits that you just got to hope guys have, especially when it comes to the trenches. And Nick Gargiulo is going to offer that in spades for this position group in the 2023 season. One other trait that I want to discuss real quickly, Nick Gargiulo, I'm not just saying this because he happened to play at Yale the last four or five years, but he also has a very high football IQ. And where could that come into play with this particular offense? We could help out some of these new starters in an offense that still is going to maintain and possess some pro-stylish concepts. He can help meet the other new starters halfway when it comes to the verbiage, the checks they're responsible for, what their assignments are. Now, obviously, Nick Arjulo, he's not going to be able to, I guess, babysit all the new starters. That's probably not the best word for it, but it's the best way I can describe it in this moment. But again, like I said earlier, he is going to be Vershawn Lee's best friend in the whole wide world this fall. Because Vershawn has already probably got his head spinning a little bit because of all the new things now that he is responsible for at that center spot. So... There's going to be times where maybe he feels like that he's got a lot on his shoulders. Maybe he's already had some days where he's felt like that. Nick Gargiulo is going to be able to help him out in that area. Not just because, again, he's taken that leadership mantle as the alpha of this group. But also because he's got the smarts to back up that alpha dog mentality. And that is something that we cannot leave out of this conversation. When we discuss just how important this addition is of Nick Gargiulo. So needless to say... Nick Gargiulo, this offensive line unit, 
is going to go as far potentially as Nick Gargiulo goes. Because Nick Gargiulo, he is sort of the guy that has decided, hey, I'm going to be the leader. I'm going to make sure that at the end of the day, we're all doing our jobs and we're making sure that this offense is clicking on all cylinders. That means he's got to be Vershawn Lee's best friend. That means at times he's got to be Spencer Rattler's best friend. And that also means that there's going to be other times where Nick Gargiulo in practice especially, maybe he's not always the nicest guy on the football field. But offensive line units, they need a guy like that. And Nick Gargiulo, it seems like, is going to be that guy for South Carolina in 2023. We talked a lot about some of the current players on South Carolina's roster to this point in the show, but now I want to talk about a guy that South Carolina fans are not going to hear much about until this next recruiting cycle comes around, the 2025 recruiting cycle, because the Gamecocks made the latest cut for one of the best quarterback prospects in the 2025 recruiting class in Ohio native Ryan Montgomery, who in my opinion at this point in time is the top quarterback target for the Gamecocks in that class. Watching some of Ryan Montgomery's film, he is an athletic quarterback who has the ability to improvise outside the pocket, and he can also throw the football with touch and accuracy in the short to intermediate areas of the field. I'm sure that that could also be the case in the deep areas of the field on shot plays, but don't know that for certain because based on the film, Ryan Montgomery's offensive line, at least last fall, was not a very good one. So maybe we'll see a little bit more of that over the next couple years. But the point being, South Carolina's coaching staff, they've got to feel pretty giddy right now about where they currently sit in this recruitment because the Gamecocks already have a quarterback committed for the 2024 and the 2026 recruiting class. 2024, we all know about Dante Reno. 2026, the Gamecocks just landed a quarterback commit and landed Duckworth a couple weekends ago. And yes, I understand him being a 2026 quarterback. We're a long ways away from Landon Duckworth signing the dotted line on his national letter of intent. But as of right now, this coaching staff can put the onus of their attention when it comes to quarterback recruiting on Ryan Montgomery for the 2025 class. Now, the Gamecocks have already drawn two visits to this point in Montgomery's recruitment. Ryan visited the Gamecocks on April the 5th back in the spring. And he also, I believe, came down here for a visit on May the 25th. Don't know that for certain. However, I also think that was the same day that he did receive an offer from South Carolina's new offensive coordinator and quarterback coach, Dal Loggins. And he plans to make a return trip to Columbia on October 14th when the Gamecocks play the Florida Gators in week seven this upcoming fall. So it's very clear, based on what he's already done to this point and what he plans to do in just the next couple months, Ryan Montgomery has some legitimate interest in South Carolina's football program. So the Gamecocks are definitely in the game here. But, as I mentioned earlier, it is a top five. So there are other contenders to watch here. Teams like Michigan, Penn State, Georgia, and Florida who comprise the rest of this top group. Michigan seems to be the biggest competition here because according to Ryan's on three sports recruiting profile, he has visited Ann Arbor nine times already in this recruiting process, which is pretty easy considering the fact that again, he is from the state of Ohio. But the big thing to note here 
is that he is not considering Ohio State at this point in his recruitment. And that, in my opinion, is a big deal because, again, one, that's the home state program right there. Two, he has also visited Columbus on nine separate occasions. And his older brother, Luke Montgomery, happens to be a freshman offensive lineman currently on the Buckeyes football roster. So Ohio State, needs to say, had a lot going for him. I don't know exactly maybe who they're targeting when it comes to the quarterback position in that class. Maybe they've already got a guy committed, and I just don't know it. But either way, the fact the Buckeyes are no longer in this race, at least as of right now, that's a big deal for South Carolina when it comes to this specific recruitment. Now, with these other teams, Florida, they are hosting Ryan for an unofficial visit on September 16th when the Tennessee Volunteers come to town, and that's per his interview with On 3's Chad Simmons. You can obviously never count the Georgia Bulldogs in any recruitment right now. And Penn State and Georgia have both hosted Montgomery for four different visits to this point in this recruiting process. So, where do I feel South Carolina currently stands in this recruitment? Honestly, I would say that South Carolina is right there near the top. I'm not going to call the Gamecocks the leader at this moment, but it does certainly seem like that Ryan Montgomery, he is not concerned about the idea of maybe going far away from home. He seems open to the idea of going to a different part of the country for his college football career, which is obviously a good thing for South Carolina. It is also a very good thing the Gamecocks are going to get him back on campus later this fall for a home game. If South Carolina, let's say, comes out of that first five-week stretch of the season, three and two, and then they got the bye week and a big revenge game opportunity against the Florida Gators, which I know that Gamecock fans are going to pack that stadium for that game. That could be a huge visit in this recruitment because we've seen plenty of prospects now at this point come off of visits to Columbia, especially when a game was involved, and they end up saying, wow, that environment was electric and basically one of the best they had seen to this point. We know how much this atmosphere can leave an impact and impression on these kids. Gamecock Nation, you've got another opportunity to do that on October 14th when this four-star quarterback comes to South Carolina. Again, I think that Michigan, just purely based on the visits, they seem like they're going to be a major contender here all the way to the end. Penn State, they haven't hosted Montgomery for a visit in a very good while now, so they might sort of be fourth or fifth on this list. And Georgia... Again, kind of depends on if they want to push hard for him or not. Honestly, I could see this sort of being a battle right now between Michigan, South Carolina, and Florida. Again, I don't have any solid sort of information on where Montgomery is leaning at this point. But if I had to guess, just based on the information that we currently have right now, those are sort of the three teams that are sticking out the most to Ryan Montgomery. So I think the Gamecocks, again, they are definitely in this race here. And if South Carolina can land Ryan Montgomery... Out of the state of Ohio, a state that is by no means a pipeline state in South Carolina's recruiting footprint, that would be a big win in my opinion for this staff, and it would be another talented quarterback prospect added to this room. But of course, we'll have to wait until Montgomery maybe commits to South Carolina for me to get more in-depth on what all he could offer South Carolina's football program, because... That's going to do it for today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I hope y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show. As always, what are your thoughts on what Spencer Rattler had to say about this offense and also sort of the non-answer that he gave 
later on. Do you think that's indicative of just how much belief and confidence he has in this offense that he seems to love right now? What are your thoughts on Nick Gargiulo and what all he could do for this offensive line unit this upcoming season? And also, what are your opinions on Ryan Montgomery, including the Gamecocks, in his top five? Do you think that South Carolina could potentially reel in yet another blue-chip quarterback on the recruiting trail? Let me know your thoughts down below in the comments section if you've watched today's show on YouTube or shoot me a direct message on Twitter at A-Line underscore SC if you listen to today's show on an audio podcast app. But as always, thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and I'll be sure to catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.